Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. We all know that our limitations are self-imposed, but we don't really know how we impose them on ourselves. And in this episode, Joshua explains exactly how we impose limitations. And of course, they're from our limiting beliefs, but also from our empowering beliefs as well. What we think is good and bad, right and wrong, those all play a factor into it. In this episode, Joshua explains that perfectly. There's a new Ascension experience starting in a couple weeks. You can check that out at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Remember, words don't teach, podcasts don't teach. They're fun, they're interesting. Maybe they'll raise your vibration a little bit. But really, to change your reality, you need to go through some experiences. And the Ascension Experience is designed for just this. The first course is the alignment course. It's the most important course. It gets you understanding what alignment is, how to get into alignment, how to know when you're out of alignment. And it's a four-week course. We do four calls a week. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And there's plots or little tasks that you do every day, plus weekly assignments and reading and there's a, a Facebook group just for us in the Ascension Experience. It's an amazing thing, and you can read all about it at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Check uh, uh, check the Ascension Experience and read about the Alignment Course. And we have a $50 coupon. It's 50 or 5 off, and that'll get you $50 off of the $297 price. So take a look at that. Also remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and leave a review. If you could leave a review, that would be wonderful. And we really appreciate everything you do to support us here. So without further ado, let's get started. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Are you beginning to feel better? If so, well, you're looking at your life from a higher perspective. You are more in tune with who you truly are. The well-being that is inherently yours is flowing to you and more of the time. You're getting less rocked or upset or moved by what's going on outside of you. You're becoming more centered, more calm, more easy. You're going with the flow. You're receiving more inspiration. You're enhancing your relationships. You're expressing more love. You're being more authentic in everything you do. You're being less secretive and more transparent. You care less about most things in a way that's highly empowering. Most of the time you had been caring in the past because you thought it meant something. And so now you're making your own definitions. You're deciding how you want to see things. And you're looking at things from the perspective that that aspect of your reality, while it is valuable, it has no inherent meaning. You give it all the meaning. You see things as more good than bad, more right than wrong. Your vibration is elevating. You're gaining more clarity. You're receiving much more inspiration. You're noticing the fear that pops up and you're able to move past a lot of that fear to do whatever little tiny task you're inspired to do in the moment. You're seeing the results of this in more joy, more love, more fun experiences, more ease, less stress, more freedom, more abundance, more excitement, but also a sense of calmness as you bring it all down into the moment you notice that in that moment, there is nothing wrong. Everything is perfect in that moment. You're looking at your past from a lens of truth rather than from the lens of the illusion that you were seeing it before from that more limited version of you. As you've expanded in this life and through your participation in these teachings, you're seeing everything from a higher perspective. So those things of the past don't affect you like they once did. Those things in the future, that thing you worried about, isn't 
necessary for you to worry about anymore. And so you're letting those things go. You're noticing that fear was primarily instilled in you by others in fear. It was a program you received every day of your life from the time you were born until the time you decided to change your mind, to see things in a new way. You were drawn step by step by step through inspiration that you acted on to find this information and to be here today. Whether you're on this call now or listening to a later date, you acted on enough inspiration. So you do have the power within you to move to elevated levels of existence towards more fun, more joy, more freedom, more abundance, all the things you truly want. You're starting to discover who you truly are. You're starting to see yourself in a brand new way. You're starting to realize that you were never limited. You were only told you were limited. You were never actually inhibited from doing anything. You were just programmed to believe that life worked a certain way and that you had to abide by what those people expected from you. And now you're realizing that that was just done because they were living in fear. And often you could be the cause of that fear. And so they wanted to control you. And so they acted on urges to change you in some way or to form a belief structure within you that would cause you to live this limited life that would not trigger their fears. And now you're getting past that. You're seeing above that. You're rising above this illusion that is believed by the masses to be true. They conduct themselves as if this illusion is true. And why wouldn't they? They have no examples of anyone else living outside of that illusion. They have no books to read or movies to watch or anything that would indicate there could be a new approach to life. But there is a new approach to life, and that is the approach of the creator, the one who is in absolute charge of how he or she reacts to outside conditions. Most humans believe that the conditions cause them to feel something. They feel good if the conditions are good. They feel bad if the conditions are bad. Therefore, they have to mitigate the bad by controlling or changing that and always seek the good. But the good is often based in that illusion as well. You want a house on the ocean. You want a million dollars. You want a private jet. You want this and that and the other thing. You want perfect health. You want all these things that you think that you're lacking. And so you effort and struggle your way to get some semblance of control over this life where you feel you have no control. And that is based in the perception of yourself as the victim and not the creator. So you're shifting this perspective from the victim to the creator. And as you do, you're facing fears and, and limiting beliefs are popping up and you're processing those limiting beliefs and you're gaining more clarity with each new experience. But you're also realizing that if you don't act when inspired to act, well, you're not going to go to the expanded level of you that would be created based on the action that you took because the fear was just too intense. And so now you know when you receive inspiration and do not act that you're creating your own limitation. And now you know that if you're creating your limitation because you're not acting when inspired to act, that all limitation is self-imposed and that you could be, have, and do anything you wanted to without the limitation that you're imposing on yourself. And why are you imposing that limitation on yourself? Well, because it's due to a belief system or a mental construct that was created in your youth that you still believe is true. You still believe you don't have enough time. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough talent. You don't have enough education. You don't have enough intelligence or you don't have the right friends or the right parents or the right society to live in. And if you had these things, then you could do these things you're inspired to do. But since you don't have them, this is your excuse why you can't do these things. But now you know a little bit too much, too much to go back to the old approach to life. 
And so when the inspiration comes up and you choose not to act on the inspiration and you use an excuse for why you can't do it, well, you have to know it's your own limitation, that there is no excuse, there is nothing rational to fear, and that you can always take some simple action in the moment to act on that inspiration. If you act on the inspiration, the action itself will lead you towards more expansion of who you truly are, and you'll get clarity and realize that the limiting belief was never true and the, there was nothing ever to fear. But the fear seems real. We realize the fear seems real. The fear is never real. It's always the illusion. And in this reality, you have this illusion caused by fear that everyone you know is buying into. They're all complaining about the same things. They're all wishing things were different. They're all hoping to have this and that and the other thing. They're all seeking improvement. But when that improvement comes and they still perceive themselves as a victim, they will never feel any better. There will still be obstacles in their way. And the obstacles will always come no matter what it is. And you may say, well, this is a big obstacle. And certainly that is hard to overcome. And that's terrible. And that shouldn't be experienced by anyone. And then when that obstacle is removed, then there'll be a smaller obstacle and a smaller obstacle and a smaller obstacle. And from your perspective, it might be nothing at all. But from the perspective of a victim, it doesn't matter how big the obstacle is. It's still impenetrable. It's still too big to overcome. I still don't have enough money. I still don't have enough friendship. I still don't have a person to love in my life. I still think of myself in this way. And you'll see that society gets more free, more abundant, easier, more opportunity. People will still be limiting themselves with what you might think is ridiculous things to limit yourself by. But from their perspective, it seems real. The fear seems real. And they cannot push past the fear. They cannot move around the fear. They will want to act on urges to change conditions in order to get away from the fear because the fear causes negative emotion. And because they're sensitive human beings, the negative emotion feels intense. And they can only react on urges because they do not know another way. As all of you become more in tune to who you truly are, and as you discover your limiting beliefs and realize that fear is always irrational and act on more inspiration and things start flowing into your life that you couldn't believe would flow into it and people start seeing you for who you are, you become this inspiration to them. You become the person that they can look at to see, oh, they're doing something a bit differently. How does it work for them? How are they having all the success? How are they having all this fun and enjoyable experiences, and I'm still stuck where I am, maybe I can ask them. Maybe I can watch them. Maybe I can pay attention to them. Maybe they won't even know who I am, but I'm following them on this, that, or the other thing, and I can just see that there's something about them, some light that's shining through them that I can grab onto, and maybe, just maybe, I can look at my own fears. And if you can be that example of alignment, that's all you need to do. There is nothing more that you want to do because that example of alignment is your inspired path. It is where you're going. You came here first. You're playing with this information before others are, and you're seeing changes in your life that are obvious to other people in your life. This is doing more to move humanity from fear to love than you can ever believe, and you are all doing it together. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I'd love to go, Joshua. Excellent. Krista. 
Hi, um, so I have a question regarding a couple answers I heard on recent calls. So the first question I recall Jerry was asking about like this new consulting job and, and you guys gave her a suggestion to like do $5 more of what the average range is for her position, et cetera. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Okay, this is helping me with my like potential coaching business and other things in my courses, right? And then I also hear, heard on another call about, you know, the transactional approach to life and how we exchange and like we have this expectation of money back. And so I started like, wanting to help people for free because like I want to be non-transactional but then I thought I need to put a number on it to support my kids and so there's this like conflicting thing and I thought maybe you could talk about that absolutely all of you wonderful light workers would like to do everything for free because there's fear in asking for money the only thing that's there is the fear in a natural world it would be obvious that you would exchange energy I am going to provide this service for you, but you have to be willing to invest in the service for yourself because if you're not willing to invest for yourself, you're not gonna get anything out of it. There has to be an exchange of energy. The light worker is very uncomfortable with this idea. The light worker would love to just be able to give it off for free. This is a base fear that is propagated by a limiting belief that you are not able, not worthy, not capable, to actually be of service to anyone. And when you have this limiting belief, you will encounter people who will be a reflection to that limiting belief. They will question what you're doing. They will not get anything out of it. They will not be able to come up with money. You will always attract people who don't have enough money. On and on and on, manifestation event after manifestation event until you come to your awareness of who you truly are and the power that exists within you. The interesting thing about coming to physical reality is you forget who you are. And then you're programmed to believe that you're not special, not perfect, not good, and that you have to be all these things to get others to like, love, and respect you. So your whole mental construct, your whole programming is, I have to be something that I'm not in order to receive this modicum of like, love, and respect. And so you build up this persona and you might be sweet and you might be nice and you might be funny and you might do things for others in order to be seen as good. Then when it comes to a profession, you bring all that baggage with you and you say, well, in order for me to feel good about what I'm doing, I need to see the improvement in the person that I'm helping. But if I charge money for this, then they're going to have this belief that I should be offering something that I don't think I can offer. So in that case, it's transactional. Because what you're saying is, I will only give you this course or whatever you're doing, this service that you're doing, if there's some benefit to you. I want to see that you're improved. I want to see that, that you've gotten something out of this. I want to see that that you give me a five-star review at the end of it and you tell all your friends and all these things. You're not doing it because you're inspired to do it. You're doing it because it makes you feel good to be of service to others. And that's transactional. And we say it doesn't matter if you are in true service of someone or if you're winging it in the beginning because you'll figure it out. And all those limiting beliefs that are there will be flushed out with the people that you interact with. And you will attract the ones who will flush it out. You will attract all the manifestation events in the beginning. Gary attracted a bunch of people in the beginning who were not buying it. They weren't having it. They wouldn't change their way of thinking. 
and they would ask for refunds and all these things and they would be desperate people. And he realized early on that that was just his process to coming into alignment with who he truly is and that all these limiting beliefs existed because it was a brand new thing for him. He had never done anything like this before. And he realized that over time, he would be able to come to a sense of awareness about who he was and let go of this transactional nature, needing anyone to get anything out of it. Of course, he enjoys it when they do, but if they quit in the middle, it doesn't affect what he's doing. If there were a million people coming or 10 people coming, he would look at it from a very similar perspective. In fact, he realizes that if there were too many people coming, especially at the beginning, he wouldn't be able to interact with them on this one-to-one basis. And in the beginning, he was constantly interacting with everyone ad nauseum, more than they wanted, completely getting in their face about everything. So he's been able to gain more confidence through pushing past fear, acting on inspiration, and stepping back, stepping back, stepping back. And as he does this, more and more people come. And it's a more natural flow of energy energy in, energy out, but he isn't focused on the nuts and bolts of the whole thing. He sets up the program, he makes it accessible, he attracts people in, some people do it, some people don't do it, and it just flows like that without any attachment to any outcomes or what other people's opinions will be of him. So if you have a belief that doing any work It could be owning a business or being a consultant or doing something spiritual that it has any reflection on you whatsoever, then you have a limiting belief and that limiting belief must be exposed so that you can see it because that limiting belief is limiting you from becoming the authentic person that you are who will actually be of service to others. Of course, the others who come are coming because they perceive there's a problem. They somehow discover you and they imagine that you have the answer. They can't see what the answer is. Otherwise there would be no problem. So what they have is a mental construct. And within that construct, there's the belief that there is some issue or some problem to be resolved and that their life would be better if this problem was gone. So they want to extricate whatever the issue is from their life. And they want to find a tool that allows them to change or control their conditions. So, of course, everyone that comes to you is coming from the victim mentality. And depending on what you're teaching and who your audience is, that might be more or less intense from their perspective. The only thing you're ever going to be doing is showing them that they were never a victim in the first place and that they've always looked at themselves as if they were a victim. So you have to take people who think they're victims, and some of these people will really think they're victims, and then through some process, alter their mental construct so that they realize that all their limitations were self-imposed. Exactly the same process that you've overcome to understand that you have a new way of looking at yourself than you did two years ago. The process comes from working with someone's mental construct about who they think they are that was created by a programming that was force-fed them over and over and over again every day of their life until they couldn't take it. And then somehow a crack opens, a little inspiration comes in, and they find you. And now you have to take them from the next step to realize that they were just looking at everything from the perspective of the victim and all their limitations were self-imposed. You'll have to show them how their limitations were self-imposed by their limiting beliefs. You'll have to show them how they acted on urges to change conditions. And this is the behavior 
that led to what they perceive as a problem. The problem was only brought in to create focus on what the limiting beliefs were, to get them to a zero choice point where they had to finally become vulnerable and accept that there could be something other than how they've been living their life. Now, everyone else in their life was telling them also that they had the same problem and that if they didn't have the problem, their life would be better. That's not the case at all. The problem presented itself as a manifestation event so they could uncover limiting beliefs and discover who they truly are because they had, like you, pre-birth intentions to discover more about who they were in this lifetime than any other. And so all the things that happen in someone's life, all the manifestation events, all the obstacles, all the things that they went through is pre-paving them for a time and a place where they can make a new choice to discover a new approach to life. This is what you'll be teaching. How much you charge or you ask for your services has to be within a range of possibility for your personal belief about your worth. In the conversation with Jerry, we were saying, stretch that a bit. You've been doing this now for a little while, and so you can stretch that a bit. You can see yourself as more worthy than you did before. You can ask for a little bit more because you now understand your value. But until you understand your value, you'll have to narrow that range so that it's comfortable. We say stretch a little bit out of that, but if it becomes preposterous, it won't work. You will attract people. There will be a mirror to how you think about this cost, this price you put on this thing. Play around with anything you think is applicable, but you can't make it for free because there has to be an exchange of energy. There has to be this one-on-one -on -one connection. And when you're connecting, it's you connecting to your inner self, your inner self connecting to their inner self and their inner self connecting to that person. And it becomes this cycle. You are giving, they are receiving, and they are giving and you are receiving. It's not transactional because you have no attachment to the outcome. You are only doing it because they showed up and this is what you do. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. I, it's funny because these past few days, I just realized that like, <laughs> I thought that I couldn't help people with addiction issues because I can't help them get out of it was my state of mind. And then these, my guides are really coming in these days like crazy. Like I don't even have to think anymore. They just tell me what they to do. And, they, and I realized because I don't have to fix them. So of course I can help them. There's no problem. So now I'm opening up to coaching people as like a recovery coach because I know I can do it because all they need is someone to help them tap into their inner being and guides for whenever they're ready. This could be a seed planted and they're fine. And, and I think that I can probably in a way help them reduce their shame and guilt a little bit and just be there in love for them while they are in their shadow. Cause I was there just a few years ago in this dark, dark shadow. And now I'm like, shut up. And they're the farther they go down, the farther they'll shoot up if they, if they are ready, but I don't have to make them. I can just hold space for them. So I exactly. felt like all of a sudden I realized that I can, I can help them because I don't need to fix them. Finally. <laughs> and you must also realize that the version of you that is, exists now is different than the version of you that will exist two years from now. Just like the version of you that exists now is different than the version that existed two years ago. You went on a journey from that two-year-old dark place to where you are now. You shot up. And now you're going on a new journey from where you are now 
to where you'll be in two years. So you have to know that you'll have to go through experiences to uncover whatever limiting beliefs that are preventing you from becoming the person you'll be in two years. So expect that obstacles will come. Expect that you'll encounter honorary people from time to time. Expect that you'll experience what others might call setbacks or failure. Look for those things. Welcome them because those are the things that provide the expansion that will lead you to the version of you that is calm, confident, and capable, that feels great satisfaction and no doubt. And until you get there, feel the doubt, bring it on, feel the fear, understand what it is, and then always act on whatever your guides and inspiration is telling you. And you'll go through this journey where most people would effort and struggle this way, you'll go through in joy and ease and things will just work out. Okay, thanks so much. That's awesome. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question. Yes. Um, When it comes to deliberately creating the business, you know, I feel like we get these sort of umbrella inspirations, the business, um, and then you get like this big inspiration to do the website. But along with that comes like the little, like a to-do list, but then that can kind of feel like, is that um, controlling or is that like urges to, you know, like uh, effort and struggle. So I'm just kind of wondering if you can kind of expand on, you know, this big umbrella inspiration, and then you've got all these little tasks, but you don't want to get into effort and struggle. So how do you keep it in inspiration and not effort and struggle? (laughs) The big umbrella inspiration is pointing to one simple, small task, one simple, small action. And so it better come quick because I want to feel good quick. And it better not cost too much money because it doesn't feel good to spend money. And it better not be a hassle because I don't like doing things I don't like to do. And then you have all this fear and they say, you don't even take that little step of researching other people's websites. You stop it in the track. So no matter how grand the inspiration is, it's only leading to one action that you can take. Now, when you take that one action, you'll get another inspiration. If you write a to-do list, when that inspiration comes, you'll put it on the bottom of the list or not do it at all because you still have 15 other things to do. The idea here is to get into alignment, receive the inspiration, feel good about the inspiration, And then take the one action that's most logical. What could I do now? Take that action. And now you've moved into a new dimension. You're a completely different person. You've expanded through that one action. So imagine the one action was looking at other people's websites. So you spend an hour just going through all these people you admire, seeing how they do their websites, looking what you like, the color tones and all this stuff. You just spent one hour, probably seemed like 15 minutes. That experience, that hour-long experience, changed who you are. Before you had the experience, you didn't have an idea of what you really liked in a website. You had some vague ideas, but you didn't really have any ideas. After that experience, you've narrowed it down to something you like. You're a different person in a brand new dimension, completely new. So now at this new elevated version of you, higher vibrational, Now you're able to receive the next inspiration. You couldn't receive that next inspiration back when you were this old person because you were at a lower vibration and you hadn't gone to that experience of looking at websites. Now you exist over here. You can 
get rid of that to-do list because that was based on the old person who thought she needed to do all these things. Now you sit here, you go, okay, I'm in alignment. Come on, send me something, send me something. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't send you anything because you got to have some other experience yet. Maybe they send you an inspiration completely left field. Go to the beach, go hiking in the woods, go to the store, whatever it is. And then you just say, okay, well, what about this website? No, no, no. I got the inspiration to do this other thing. Then you do this other thing and you drive by a billboard that says, thinking about a new website with a big phone number and go, oh, maybe I'll just call them. All that to-do list, they now are doing it. All that effort and struggle you thought you had to do, it's all taken care of. But what if this new company that's going to do this website charges a lot of money? You wouldn't be able to see the website or the billboard. You'd miss it. You'd be focused on something else. You'd notice 222 comes up on the clock and you'd be looking at that rather than the billboard. So it couldn't come to you if the action of calling them, we're not saying that they're going to be the ones doing the website. We're saying there's something in the calling them that's going to bring you to another new level. If you were a blended being in complete harmony with your inner self, always acting on inspiration, you would never do a to-do list. You'd have no goals and you have no attachment to any outcome. You would just be bopping from one inspired action to another inspired action to another inspired action. And in between times, when there was no inspiration, you would just be Kimberly. But of course, there'd always be inspiration because you'd be like, oh, there's nothing to do. Something's coming in. Oh, meditate. Oh, read a book. Oh, pet the dog. Whatever it is, there'd always be some inspiration flowing to you. And there'd always be some fear popping up. I don't have time to meditate. I don't feel like reading a book. I don't want to pet the dog. All these interruptions or little wobbles in your vibration, that fear that's coming up. And so you would process the fear really quickly and easily in your mind. I have time to meditate. I have all the time in the world. Time is an illusion. I can do that. Once I sit down with that book, I know I'll get interested in it. Let me just sit down with the book. I love my dog. I want to pet my dog. It's fun to play with my dog. All these things you would just be doing. Boom, boom, boom. Always, always, always. And you never, ever have to do anything you didn't want to do. Because everything you don't want to do is effort and struggle based in some perception of lack or limitation that you want to change. So all that to-do list is a bunch of things you want to change. Now, there's nothing wrong with the to-do list at all. And there's a lot of items on that to-do list that are fun and interesting. But there's a lot of items that you don't want to do. So do the fun stuff first, see where you are, receive a bit more inspiration. And then if there's anything else that's exciting on, on that to-do list, you can do that if that's what you're inspired to do, or some other inspiration will come. But just remember that fear will always pop up and that fear is made more intense if you hold on to an attachment to some ideal that is popping up in your head that is based in this current limited perspective. Very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So that explains the to, to-do list. <laughs> and awesome. goals. Yes. And yeah. New Year's resolutions. Yes. Which in the health field, you know, it's like trying to break away from that old approach and, you know. <laughs> and all the programming. And they've trained everyone the same way they've trained you for years and years and years, believing that that works. And guess what? It's never worked. True. Thank you very much. Good answer. <laughs> Excellent.
Who's next? I have a question, Joshua. Yes, Debbie. Hi. Um, I fear I'm asking this question. <laughs> um, and it kind of relates to what Kimberly and Krista both said. Today I got inspired to write a, a post about eclipses and an astrologer. So I went to write the post about eclipses and to book in for readings. But then I hesitated in posting the, the post uh, because it felt kind of like icky that having to ask, did anybody want to book in for a reading? Can you give me some sort of like clarity on sort of around inspired to act on something or we're trying to control the situation in trying to get people to book in for a reading, if that makes sense. <laughs> Excellent. So you're another light worker who has a little bit of fear around asking people to pay for your service, just like all of you, common fear. Yet it's aligned perfectly with who you are. You enjoy it, they enjoy it, everyone gets something out of it, but you don't wanna feel pushy. You don't wanna feel like I'm selling something. And this can only come from a limiting belief that someone might be thinking something of you that you don't want them to think of you. I don't wanna be that person that is always promoting and marketing and selling their stuff because it looks so inauthentic. So all you have is examples of people who are doing this that from your perspective, they look inauthentic. But the inauthenticity is the one who isn't promoting what they are inspired to promote. If you could spend all day, as many hours a day as you want, doing readings for people, you would be living a life of bliss. This is what you're passionate about. You know it's valuable for them. You know how much they enjoy it. If you think about your best clients and your best sessions you've ever had, it's nothing but fun. Time passes quickly and you're fully engaged in the moment. That feeling of being fully engaged in the moment is your validation that what you're doing is perfectly aligned with who you are. There's just this part of it that feels icky. And if you could somehow get over that part of it, well, guess what? There are artists on this call right now. They're passionate when they're painting. They're passionate when they're creating. The icky part comes from trying to sell the art or offering it or even making it available. Maybe I'll just give it to give it away for free. But of course, it's the artist has spent money on the paints and the canvas and all this stuff. And there is an established form of exchange from the art and the artist. Here, all you're doing is talking or charting something or doing something. It doesn't seem like there's anything tangible. Why should people even pay for this? They're not getting a thing, a product. They're getting an experience, but that experience will change them. Do you see mm -hmm. that experience that they're inspired to participate in? They couldn't do it unless they were inspired, or sometimes they're acting on urges to, to solve a problem or fix a fear. But generally speaking, those who are coming to you are acting on inspiration. When they're acting on inspiration, the only way they'll get a benefit is to have an exchange of energy. They have to offer you something. And what they can offer you is payment, unless you take chickens <laughs> or some form of livestock as trade. So this natural, easy system is in place where they can exchange their energy in the form of money, and you exchange your energy in the form of loving service that you provide. 
the benefit is that you expand in love and they expand as well. If they come to you from inspiration, if they're having fun and they're interested and they're not taking things too seriously, there's some reason they're inspired to talk to you because the information will tick something in them that needs to be ticked, will move them in some way, will alter their course away from possibly a distraction and towards their true course. If they're coming to you from an urge to change the condition because something is wrong in their life, it can still be beneficial to them. It might illuminate a limiting belief. They might not want to hear what you have to say. They might have fear of what you have to say, but they'll go home and they'll think about it and they'll be able to, to sift and sort and play with it and maybe even identify a limiting belief and maybe have a new mental construct from the time they met you till the end of your session, you've shifted them from one state of belief system to another state of belief system that can be incredibly powerful. And as you learn more about how this physical reality works and who you truly are, your ability to do what you do is going to be enhanced to such a level, it'll be pure ease. And you'll start attracting people that are coming to you for inspiration because you'll be the path of least resistance for them. It'll start flowing to you more easily, more effortlessly than you could have ever imagined. And you will want to post these things always because you will say to yourself, my skill level has increased so much because I see myself from such a high perspective and I know why I'm here and why I have this gift that other people do not have. The imposter syndrome will fade away. You'll be confident in everything you say. You won't need to look at them to see signs of recognition or validation in what you're saying. You won't need them to believe anything. You won't need them to get anything out of it. You won't have any attachment to outcome. You will just simply be immersed in what you do and let it come out. And this will be a clear channeling of the interpretation of the universe through your eyes coming clearly through you together with your guides and your inner self and source itself flowing infinite intelligence through you in a way that has never occurred before. And you'll just sit back and think, oh my God, I am so brilliant. I'm incredible. I'm the best at this that there ever was. You'll be so filled with exuberance satisfaction and joy in this area of your life that you won't have to post anything because people will just be flying to you, but you'll want to post because you'll want to help others who can't afford to come and see you so that they can get the benefit of what you offer. Amazing. Thank you so much. Excellent. Wonderful question. Who's next? Can I go? Absolutely, Susie. Hi. I was wondering, and it keeps on coming on today, about uh, exchange of energy, money, how to exchange our service or product. And uh, we had a few conversations about that subject with a group like a few weeks ago, talking about Bitcoins and uh, all the, the new stuff coming on rather than money or gold. And I was wondering, like, there must be a way that we could do this whole exchange thing 
uh, so it could be beneficial for the world, like for worldwide, because that was part of our conversation, like people in Africa, how can it be beneficial for everybody? Do you have any insight on that point? When you are in alignment, doing what you love to do, sharing yourself, your talents, your attributes for the benefit of the person in front of you, and they are exchanging their energy and are in alignment as well and are receiving the benefit of what you are offering to them, this one-on-one person, this two-people group or circle of flow Mm -hmm. of energy, you are benefiting mass consciousness on this planet. By use, raising above the illusion, seeing clarity, seeing yourself as who you truly are, perceiving yourself as valuable, Mm -hmm. offering something that's valuable in service to another person, and they in turn are also seeing themselves as worthy of receiving the benefit that you are offering and are exchanging their money because they are feeling worthy of it, that they are worthy of receiving benefit, then this exchange of energy is energy that's enhancing and affecting the entire planet. You can't change everyone else out there. You can't lift up those who are not ready to be lifted up. You can only do what you can do within the wherewithal of your current reality. If you want to help everyone else in the world, You're only doing it because by looking at them suffering or not having access to what you have and considering that their life is inferior to yours because they have less, the desire to help them is coming from a place of fear and lack. You believe that they could be better off and somebody should do something about it. And it causes you to feel a bit of negative emotion. And so everything you do or everything you think about Oh, where do I buy these clothes? Do they give something to the Amazon? Where do I buy this dish? Is it sustainable? What do I do with the gas in my car? How's it affecting third world countries? It's all done to alleviate your negative emotion around this perception that you have of other people in far off land suffering because you're not doing enough. You have these people that you create in your mental construct who are suffering. They're fictional. There are no such people. If you were to actually go to some village in some far off land and interact with them, you might find that they're actually enjoying life more than you are or more than people you know. You might find that the, the joy and love that's natural in their lives is not found in other societies. And that while they don't have the same conveniences that you have, their suffering is coming from your perception that they're worse off than you are. But we would say that there's far more suffering going on in Western civilization. There's far more suffering of people worried about the future and regretting the past and thinking that they're not going to be able to handle their bills and that their mate's going to leave them and their kids are not going to contact them anymore once they move out of the house. All these things that are happening in your reality in Western civilization are overwhelming to many people because there's not anything they can do to control it. They try to control, 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 effort and struggle, effort and struggle, live up to the programming that they received in their life, 
try to fit in with the society, try to do all the things that you do, and it gets overwhelming. The suffering comes from the distance between your perception of yourself and your perception of this ideal self. If it seems like you're making progress towards this ideal self that's fictional, you'll use that as your excuse to feel good. But if it seems like you're never going to attain this, this perfect ideal that you have in mind, then you're going to endure suffering. Now, when you're 20 years old and you have this ideal, well, you think, sure, I can get there. That's easy. I can do anything. And so you feel this zest for life and you're out there trying to do all these things. But as you get older and disappointment after disappointment after disappointment and obstacle after obstacle and manifestation event after manifestation event, you look at this ideal and you're like, I'm never going to get there and use that as your cause to feel negative emotion. So what you have to do is step out of this illusion that you don't have everything you need, that you should be something that you're not, that you are imperfect, everything's imperfect that all these problems exist, and you actually look at your reality and you say, I have access to all the information. I have this financial system set in place where I can exchange money freely and people can exchange money for me. I can literally do anything I want to do for a profession. I can serve anyone I want to serve. I can give to anyone I want to give to. I can communicate with anyone on the planet. I have access to every single thing I need at my fingertips. This is a wonderful society that I live in. There are these pockets where people will focus on that they say are problems. And those problems will shift depending on what year it is, what decade it is, what century it is, and how much people have to struggle. You'll notice that the less that they have to struggle to survive, the more complex these problems become. There's these ideas out there that if you didn't have the internet, you wouldn't know about. There are people in parts of the world that have no idea that asteroids are nearly missing the planet every other day, but you're aware of it because you have the news. They have no idea that there's a conflict going on in Europe, but you're aware of it because you have the news. So there's so much more that you're aware of and so much potential for fear. And so naturally you want to control the planet so that you don't feel that fear. You want to control every aspect. You want all the wars to go away. You want all the conflicts to disappear. You want all the people to behave a certain way. You want everyone to believe the way you believe so that you can control all of this. But actually what you want is diversity. You want to be able to experience and focus on whatever you want to focus on. You want there to be more and more and more. And it is going to be more. There's going to be more opportunities for conflict and joy. If you look at the human beings existing on the planet right now, let's imagine there's 8 billion of them. The vast majority are living perfectly fine. There's no tragedy happening right now. They're living happily next to their neighbors. They're happily going off to work. They're happily having fun on weekends. They're happily having vacations. They're happily sending their kids to school. They're happily engaged with their spouse. They're happy, happy, happy. But then there's this fringe around it of one to 5% that you might call trauma, conflict, problems, issues, all that. But that takes so much of your attention that that's all you're focused on. 
And so when you gather in groups of people who are living in fear, they're going to want to point out ways that they can control or change reality. And they may present it in, wouldn't this be good? We'll set up this charity. We'll set up this, this service that we do to help alleviate the suffering. Those ideas coming from fear will never help anything because they're just an idea to change or control the situations. But when true inspiration hits and someone says, oh, that's a fantastic idea. I'd really like to get involved in that because it lights me up. It's my passion. That's where all the benefit comes from. Now that benefit, when it comes from someone who's inspired, that inspired person who's living in their authenticity on their inspired path, on this journey of self-discovery, and this inspiration fully aligns with that journey of self-discovery, then they attract others who are also in that vibration. They'll attract others who are willing to allow someone to help them. They're willing to see themselves worthy of the benefit of whatever the service is. They'll attract other people to aid them in other parts of the business or other parts of the charity or whatever it is. They'll find colleagues that will come along and be of service. And it'll be a, a wonderful thing until fierce comes in at some point. But in those initial stages, it'll be this exciting, incredible, energetic dynamic that actually does some benefit. If you look at trying to help someone because you think they have a problem, you're going to attract people who can't get the help, who will be a problem and who will point out all your limiting beliefs. Now, this is going to come because you all have limiting beliefs. So when you offer your services to anything you do in the beginning, those limiting beliefs will have to be flushed to the surface because they're preventing you from becoming the capable, confident version of you that can actually offer your service in an aligned manner, aligned with who you truly are, aligned with the, the concepts, aligned with all that. So in the beginning, you'll, you'll encounter obstacles and manifestation events pointing out these limiting beliefs. You'll attract people who can't be helped by anything you do. And all of you have experienced this if you've ever done anything to help anyone. If you're helping someone because you have a problem, take your kids, for instance, trying to give them advice, trying to solve their manifestation events for them. It never works mm -hmm. out. It only causes disconnection between you and them because you're wanting something for them in order to ease your negative emotion, which means you're looking at yourself as a victim, perceiving that outside conditions can make you feel anything. Turn that around and just think about what you're inspired to do. Are you really inspired to set up a financial system that was going to aid those in other countries so that they can benefit from the transactions that you make now? No. Are you actually inspired to working one-on-one -on -one with someone who's willing and worthy of your service? Yes, you are. That energetic connection based in alignment, that connection is like throwing a stone in a pond. It causes this ripple effect. You can't see it happening. But if you can imagine it, that you offer something that you're inspired to offer to someone, you're engaged in that, you're leaning into it, you're connected to the other person, you're doing it in love, you're not attached to an outcome, you're perfectly aligned, and words are flowing somehow 
through you that are the perfect words to say. And they're receiving this because they feel worthy of receiving that. And energetically, they're offering you something in return for this. So this cycle is being created energetically. That person goes off, encounters other people, and the energy of your connection is rubbing off on them. Maybe they say something nice to someone. Maybe they attract someone that they wouldn't have tracked before, create a connection, and it spins off and spins off and spins off in this positive vibration that's going throughout. On the other hand, too, on your side of it, you come out of that energized yourself. You come out of that feeling in alignment, feeling good, because the connection is pure. It's not based in, I have to do this thing I don't want to do. I'm not getting paid enough money, or I'm getting paid too much money, or I don't think I'm really giving you anything of value. There's doubt and fear in there. And so the connection wouldn't be as strong as if you were fully present and aligned and doing what you're inspired to do. That energy goes off and changes the world in ways that you cannot see more powerfully than anything you could do if you were acting because you want someone to get some benefit and change their life. Wow. Always be in alignment with every single thing you do. Always think about why am I doing this? Is it to manifest something I think I lack or because I feel good doing this? It is authentic. It is who I am. It is of benefit. It's something I'm interested in, something I'm passionate about, something I want to do. I'd do it if there was no money, but the exchange of money is necessary to create that cycle connection there. I'm doing this because I'm doing it out of love. I'm doing it because it charges me up. And in charging you up, you're expressing your love through you to the other person or other people that you're involved with. You are all energetically charging your reality and the realities of others when you are in alignment and you are doing what you're inspired to do. This inspired action that you're taking every step of the way leaves energetic vibrational footprints everywhere you go. And others are feeding on that, whether you realize it or not. Much of it is subconscious because it's going into the mass consciousness of the humanity on this planet at this time. New ones are coming in, they're energizing, they're energizing, they're exploring, they're doing different things. But anytime that you do anything in love, in alignment, in acceptance, anytime you're acting on inspiration rather than an urge to change the condition, you're adding to this field of energy that's available to all. And that's how you change the world. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everyone. It's interesting how this episode was about understanding how you limit yourself. And then the questions revolved around charging for your services and deciding how much to charge and how to get comfortable with charging when, as light workers, we like to give away stuff for free. Um, of course, this whole episode applies to me as well. And I got a lot of, out of all those great questions. So I hope you did as well. And if you did, please leave a like or a review or a comment. Uh, all that stuff is really helpful. And of course, subscribe to this podcast so that you get the new ones as they come out. If you'd ever would like to talk to me about anything, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And we have a retreat coming in October. It's the fourth annual Changing Leaves, Changing Lives retreat. It's a 
Thursday through Monday event here at the Joshua House in North Carolina. The weather's beautiful, the leaves are changing, and there'll be a group of people all over the world who will come to this event. It's a bunch of like-minded people. We have so much fun. Of course, we do meditations and Joshua Lives and breath work and things like that, but we also cook together and eat together and share stories and get to know each other better. So if you are interested in learning about that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and we'll send you all the information. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.